0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to
1: raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Today's program is about you, listeners, if you are a Catholic parent, our T- the title of this episode is Awesome Catholic Parents, so hopefully we are talking about you. We um, are going to hear from our panelists today, hear from our guests about their own parents and how they were raised in the faith and how they were formed in the faith, and um, hopefully you'll hear some things that'll give you encouragement and and advice and courage, maybe, whatever you need to, to raise your own Catholic kids. So I'd like to introduce Cara. Hi, Mom. Cara is a prisoner at Church of the Resurrection, and Shannon, welcome Shannon. Hi, Shannon's a prisoner at St. John Newman, and Laurel, welcome Laurel. Hi, hi, Laurel's also a prisoner at St. John Newman. So, if you had to choose, here's your here's your here your choices. These are the people who have had the greatest influence on your faith life. Would it be your teachers, your friends, the religious or ordained? your priest or sisters or uh, ordained that you've encountered, your parents or someone else or a combination from that list?
0: Um, I would have to say, I don't actually know if you see this. I spaced out a little bit, but um, my family, um, my family is really big. And so there, I've got a lot of siblings and faith is like a really important thing to all of us. So we all participate a lot and it's been really great. So,
1: it's been a whole family effort for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. What about you, Shannon?
0: For me,
2: it's definitely been my parents and like my church community and all my friends and youth group.
1: What about you, Kara? Well, especially when
3: I was like little, it would be like, Mom says, time to go to church. You just have to go. And that definitely helped me and I enjoyed it and I continue to go to church. But now that I'm older and I have like more freedom and I'm not with my family all the time, I think having a good group of friends that really are um devoted to their faith has impacted my life.
1: So going off of that, Car, you talked about how when you were little your mom would say, Time to go to church. Tell me now, all three of you, what is are, are there any well what is your family routine in terms of worship, in terms of going to mass? Do you have like, this is what we do every weekend, this is how well,
0: we used to, but now that, like, there are a lot of teens in my house now... Um,
1: Everyone's all over the place. Yeah,
0: it's been really crazy. Like, I'm driving, so this fall, when youth group starts back up again, I'll be driving me and my little sister because she's going into confirmation, and confirmation classes are at the same time as our youth group. So my sister and I will go to Mass at 5 p.m. on Sunday evening, and then youth group, but my family will go at 9 a.m., and so during the summers, we'll all go to the 9 a.m. if I'm not working or something.
1: Is that what it's always been? Like, whatever mass time it was, you would all go together? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because we live pretty far away from the church, so it's kind of a hassle getting down there so we
1: oh so you have to organize we have to Uh. organize
0: hardcore (laughs) in order to get us all down and in one pew before the priest walks down
2: the aisle
1: yeah (laughs) what about you shannon what's your family's routine or what was it before life got crazy
2: pretty much the same as laurel i mean we all go together because there's just there's a lot of us so we have to organize and get everybody in the car make that's pretty much the only way we can all get to Mass in a weekend.
1: Side note, parents with a lot of kids who get to Mass on time are my heroes. <laughs> that is no small feat. So if you're one of those parents, congrats. And if you're not one of those parents, if you're wandering in late, you're my hero too because you're getting there. So good job. What about you, Cara? What's your, what's your routine? 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah? Every okay. Sunday. Okay. Do you have any traditions surrounding Mass? Like... When I was little, when I was young, if we were good at mass, we got to go to the candy store after mass and get candy, and then we would go to my grandma's after that for fried chicken <laughs> every Sunday. It was a good life.
3: That's a good life.:
1: Yeah. Um, we get to grocery shop after <laughs> mass.: That's fun. Your whole family goes grocery shopping.: Oh yeah. Do you get to pick what you like do you get to pick things to put in the cart? I sneak cookies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any family traditions surrounding Mass, Shannon?
2: Um, when I was younger, we went to a different parish. And so after Mass, if we were good and behaved, our treat was we would go out to get donuts down the road. Um, now that we're at St. John Newman and older now, I it's pretty much just... We go grocery
1: shopping, or grocery shopping day for thing. youth group. <laughs> um, just a little side question: Did you ever? Because you said if we were good, we got to get donuts. Did you ever not get to get donuts all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much. We missed the candy store several times in our house. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Laurel? Any traditions?
0: Well, yeah, before life got really crazy and everyone grew up, we used to go down to church in Columbus which was a good 40, 50-minute drive from our house. So we'd go down to church in Columbus, and then we'd either go home, and my dad would make this huge, big meal of eggs and sausage and waffles, or we would hit up Trader Joe's and Costco.
1: <laughs> or grocery we have, shopping! <laughs> yeah. oh Costco
0: is the best because Sunday is sample day, so we'd all get the samples, oh and then we'd gosh. get churros and hot dogs, and then we'd go to Trader Joe's and get balloons. And it was really cool.
1: Okay, here's why I bring this up, because (laughs) I'm not kidding. In my ministry, kids who love to go to Mass, even as teenagers, it's an event. It's been an event in their family. And that's partly, I think, why they love it. So it's not only that you go to Mass, but there's something else that happens that is a family thing that's related to Mass or that happens after Mass. So that's just a little tip for our listeners. If your kids are dreading Mass, make it an event. I wouldn't say bribe them, but that's basically, I guess, what I'm saying. So um, (laughs) so how was Mass presented? Actually, I know that offended people that I just said you have to bribe your kids to go to Mass. (laughs) But it helps if you make it a joyful experience, right? Something they look forward to. So how was Mass presented to you growing up? Was it an obligation? Was it exciting? Was it something that was? necessary because we owed it to Jesus? Like, how did your parents present? I guess, first I should ask, did you all always like going to Mass?
0: Um, I'd have to say that I honestly
1: don't remember. It was a
0: long time ago being little, and even though I know it wasn't, it feels like a long time ago, but... Yeah, I can definitely remember some days where I just didn't want to go because I didn't sleep well one night or some days where I really wanted to go and see if I could spot my friend or my brother serving on the altar because that was always fun. But, yeah.
1: So those times when you didn't want to go, did you tell your parents that, I don't want to go? Or no. Did you- no. So no. it's just, no, oh, you didn't even <laughs> no. bring it up. Don't okay. bring it
0: up. Nope. Bad idea.
1: What about you, Shannon?
2: Um, Pretty similar to Laurel. Like, I'd be excited sometimes to see, like... Who all is there? I know there were definitely a lot of times where my siblings and I would start arguing in mass because we didn't, none of us really wanted to be there because we didn't know what was happening. And then we'd start arguing and then it would just go downhill from there. <laughs> um, so how did your parents
1: present that to you? Like, did you ever tell them, I don't want to go to mass? I think we all ganged up on them a few times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <laughs> uh, not well. No. <laughs> how did they present it so when you would come to them and say i don't want to go to mass do you remember what
2: um it was usually more of well we have to go so come on let's go but really yeah, no was... need for
1: discussion this yeah. is just something we do okay. yeah
2: but in general i think it was sort of presented as more of a mix of all three of those like it's an obligation it's necessary but it's also exciting
1: okay Cara, were you threatened or <laughs> what was your, what was the tactic from the, from your household? Um, I, I really don't know, but
3: I just remember my mom has told me I was her little nun <laughs> and I generally enjoyed church. So, uh, I mean, never
1: an issue for you.
3: Toddler age was a blur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. But now you're all teenagers. And you all, I'm assuming, like going to Mass, yeah, enjoy yes. going to Mass, yeah. yes. Uh, why? why? Why are you different than a lot of your peers, a lot of your Catholic peers? What made the difference for you?
2: I know for me, um, this past year in youth group, we did um, alteration, which was just a few-week series of They're like short video clips, but they basically explain like every part of the mass down to the tiniest little detail and all the meaning and significance behind it. So that really, really definitely got me way more interested in the mass because now I can look and see, like, I know exactly why the priest does this or that. And just being able to see like all the history behind it.
1: Do you feel like you could be more engaged in mass knowing that? Yeah,
2: for sure.
3: Well, like for me, I think the fact that I went to church like on a regular basis when I was a child and then now that I'm older, um, I really do appreciate it. And if there's ever a week when I like can't go or just something has come up, I I actually feel like I feel like like a little hole in me, like just in the fact that like my parents would take me every week. I mean, I'm really blessed.
1: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and today we're talking about awesome Catholic parents. We're, we're hearing from Cara and Shannon and Laurel about what their parents did to help them really embrace their Catholic faith uh, now that now that they're teenagers and they own their, their faith for themselves. But what seeds did their parents plant to help them do that? So we've talked about worship. I want to talk about how your family Practiced the faith, right, in, in terms of worship. But now I want to ask you guys about prayer. I want to ask how your family practiced prayer. Um, how have your parents modeled an active prayer life for you?
0: Well, for me, my mom is pretty religious. She She prays every day, and she's got her little routine for the summer, and it's really cool, actually. I'm really envious of this. She, like, does her yoga, and she goes outside and swims, and then she comes inside, and she sits with her prayer book, and she journals, and she prays, and she meditates for, like, an hour and a half. And it's super awesome to see that, like, especially because our lives are so busy and my household. And I've been trying to do that. And like, I've been juggling so many things lately that it's hard. And I always look up to her. And like, if I ever need like a prayer book or something, I'll just go to my mom's bookshelf. She's got like a thousand of them. And it's the coolest thing ever. And I know a lot of my friends at youth group don't have that. And I feel really blessed.
1: Does your family, I guess this question's for all of you. Does your family pray together?
0: My family's always prayed together, like right before dinner,
2: because that's one of our big things is we always all sit down for a meal together. And so we, as long as I can remember, we've always prayed before dinner together.
1: Um, it, How, do you all have an active prayer life now? Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell us about it just so we can get some advice. Like how, what is your prayer life look like? What's your daily prayer look like? Or what's your weekly prayer look like? Or what?
0: Um, for me, um, uh, I took the school bus this year to school and I had an hour drive to and from school. And so every morning I take seven minutes and I'd say 15 Hail Marys and then I would put my headphones in, but Mm -hmm. I, it really helped with a lot of things. Like it just helped my day run smoothly. And when I didn't, there was obviously something wrong. And at the end of the day and I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, Gee, man, what went wrong today? Oh, you forgot to
1: pray again, Laurel. Good job, but like it makes a difference. <laughs> it, it really it? does yeah. make a difference. Yeah. What about you, Kara or Shannon? Tell me about your prayer life.
3: Um, well, especially in the summer, I have a lot more free time. Just like sit around, and usually I'll just like I'm like, oh, why don't I pray Hail Mary? And then I'll try to do like a decade, and then sometimes it will go like into a rosary, and um. And then usually at nighttime, I'll, like, reflect. Like, I've, I like to reflect on my day, and I like to look at, like, the little glimpses of heaven that, like, God has, like, shown me for the day. And so I usually do more of a thankful, like, prayer at nighttime.
1: Cool. How has having an active prayer life and a relationship with Jesus made a difference in your life, just in general?
2: For me, I've definitely noticed that um, it's a lot harder for things to get to me. So negativity, it, it kind of blows over a lot faster. So I'm definitely more filled with joy. Um, I've been much more blessed. I mean, I was already really blessed. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> but um, I was just able to see all those blessings. More, much more clearly of yeah. your
1: blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about worship and we've talked about prayer and now I want to talk about service. I think it's another really important component of raising awesome Catholic kids, right, and being awesome Catholic parents is to model service. It's one of the most basic things we do as Christians. So does your family serve together? And if so, like how, in what capacity, in what ways?
2: Um, for my family, I mean, we don't go out and like usually do like a big, group thing together but we've always donated like our old clothes once we grow out of them um we take stuff to the food pantry a lot and just little things like that it's just more kind of a way of
1: life yeah right yeah this is what we do we help people in need
3: Mm -hmm. it's just like put into like your just daily routine like oh this shirt you haven't worn in a couple like a few months why don't we just give it away and um Also for my family, both of my parents work and they are able to pay for all of the service trips that my brother and I want to like take part and like help the community. So even though like the whole entire family can't help together, it's definitely like, I mean, they're working and that's what it's paying for.
1: Also, I see you and your brother up on the altar all the time serving, (laughs) right? That's service, serving in church. Do your family serve in church? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. My dad is a greeter, so sometimes Sunday mornings we all have to be at church at 8.30, which is half an hour before mass starts, because my younger brother is serving on the altar. I'm a Eucharistic minister, and then my... uh, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I thought I had one more, but I didn't.
1: See, when I first asked that question, do your family serve together, you all got this sort of panicky look on your face? Because I think you thought I meant you all pile in the family van and go down to the soup kitchen and it's like, right. But this is what your parents have done. This is what I think is so brilliant. They've just worked it into being part of life so that you guys aren't even aware (laughs) that what you're doing is serving as a family. Um and, and that's, that's who we're called to be, right, as Christians, just like service without really thinking about it, service just because that's what we do. So um, I guess it would be relevant to note at this point that all three of you are on a service trip this week, yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell a little bit about that, what you're doing? Go ahead, you can. I know you can.
3: Take it away, somebody.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, the trip is called Blessed Week Ever. It's a joint venture between Resurrection and St. John Newman. And you guys are, what are you doing all week?
0: Service. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: it's, a com- it's a combination of a service and also a spiritual retreat. So throughout the day, we go to two sites, uh, one in the morning. So for today, we went to join Mm -hmm. and we got to help people who needed bus passes and needed like personal toiletries. And then we take a lunch break and then we go to another site in the afternoon. And then this is our service site today because we're evangelizing. That's right. And then in the evening, we do um, like a Bible study. There's a witness talk. There's singing. And it's a good time. Mm hmm.
1: All right. So we've talked about worship. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about service. Let's just talk about morality in general, because I think something that truly awesome Catholic parents do is instill a moral code in our kids that is probably different from the moral code of the general population. Um, I don't know. T- am I right? Do you think you have a different moral code? than your peers than most of your peers
2: yeah definitely
1: in what way Shannon like can can you be more Um, specific
2: for me one of the big things I've noticed is definitely modesty Um, you look around and you see a lot of people wearing I see so many people wearing clothes that I would never wear myself
1: would you never wear them because your parents would never let you wear them i mean for starters when i was younger yes yeah
2: sure it would have been i would not be allowed out of the house but now it's just been it's become a part of my life and who i am so if i if i were to wear something like what a lot of people wear now i would be embarrassed for myself
1: what other what other ways would you guys say that your mor- moral code is different or your morals in general are different from a lot of your peers I don't mean to say it in a judgmental way, but just, you know, like if you look at the norm of your peers, in what ways do you maybe not fit that norm, morally speaking?
0: Well, there's definitely an aspect of, because like I'm Catholic, like I always go to mass on Sunday and like it has to fit in around my work schedule and my uh, normal schedule and stuff. But like the other day I was going to hang out with some friends, but I couldn't because I had to go to mass at the time, and it was the only time I could make it, and one of my friends was like, well, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate. Just take church off, and I was like, I can't do that. I have to go to Mass every week, and it's one of the best things ever. You should come with me sometime.
1: (laughs) What a witness. Oh, my gosh. So did your friend, like, say, okay, I will, or change the subject? He changed the subject really (laughs) quickly. (laughs) What about you, Cara? When you look around at your peers and see, like, choices they're making, or... Just normal behaviors. Um, I mean, for sure, the whole idea of like, like couples
3: and how there's some people that like to do um, sexual activities before marriage. I definitely feel that is not appropriate. And that has been just instilled through like my family and just my peers and who I hang around. And they all kind of have that same like mindset and that's that's definitely
1: for me like the big thing so in general like regarding these specific things that you shared and just in general what role have your parents played in forming your moral code go ahead shannon um
2: when i was younger it was definitely probably like the rules like um Your parents have boundaries for you when you're younger. And those just kind of progressed into my own personal roles for myself as I'm older now.
1: Do your parents, do you remember, did your parents set boundaries with explanations? Or did they set boundaries and do that? just trust me, I'm your parent thing? Or was it a little bit of both?
2: I think it was a little bit of both. I don't remember any specifics per se, but... um...
1: But you have a clear understanding as to why your why you make the choices you make yeah 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 so they must have taught you that at some point <laughs> Yep. you think what about you Kara or laurel what what role do you think your parents have played in forming your moral code
3: well definitely when whenever i would do something wrong my parents would always stop and say i think it should be done like this or you should have gone about that like in a different way and even today like i'm 17 and my mom still goes oh, I would have done it like this. I'm like, mom, I know what to do. I just messed up, okay? But it's, it's always good to have someone constantly correcting you in a nice way. In a not, loving way. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're looking out for you and they want you to do the best you can. Yeah, but, kind
0: yeah. of like building off of what you said. Like when I was really little, I remember I lied to my parents about something. I don't remember what it was. But my mom, it was right around third grade my mom went Laurel you need to go to confession now and it was the scariest thing ever because I was like oh my gosh even my mom knows I did something wrong (laughs) and I didn't know I did something wrong and even now like sometimes I'll catch myself I'm like oh I shouldn't have done that I should probably go to confession and looking back it was probably around third grade when I learned that right after first communion and first confession and it kind of helps me build up like a list in my mind, I guess that helps me. Later like an on ongoing it. examination yeah. of God's Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm sure I've told this story on the radio before, but my dad, every once in a while would just come home from work and say, we're going up to pay a visit. <laughs> That's how he said it. And what that meant was we're going to go sit in front of the blessed sacrament and we're all going to go to confession. <laughs> and we hated it when he came home and said that, like, you know, when you're, before you understand the fullness of the gift of confession, it just feels mm-hmm. like this horrible thing in the pit of your stomach. <laughs> um, yep. But I'm so grateful that, that he did that. You know, just we're going up to pay a visit. You know, and we all would load in the station wagon and go up and go to confession. And it just became routine after a while. So, anyway, that's just a little personal anecdote. Um, anecdote. So, I know it's a long way off. You guys are still young. You're not making plans for your own kids yet, but, but imagine yourself as a parent. How, how do you think you'll teach your children? If God calls you to have a family, how do you, how do you think God will teach your children? How do you think you'll teach your children about the faith? Like, what are some things that your parents have done that you're, you think I'm definitely doing that with my kids or new, awesome ideas that you've come up with all on your own?
2: Um, I know for me right now, my mom is homeschooling all of my siblings, and she's using, like, a Christian um, curriculum, and that's definitely something I would want for my kids. I went went to a Christian school, so I would definitely want that to be, like, built into their education. Any other?
0: Yeah, I was also raised um, in a homeschool family, but I go to public school now, and my mom would read five-in-a-row books, and she'd also read saint books. And I really want her saint book collection. They're picture books <laughs> with the coolest <laughs> illustrations and the best stories in them.
1: Such a part of your childhood. Yes, yeah. I love them.
0: And now when she reads them to my younger siblings, I always sit down and listen.
1: All right, Cara, we don't get to hear your plans for raising your family because we have to close in prayer. <laughs> Oh, no, Dave says we can hear. Do you have a big plan you want to share with us? Uh, I'm going to have
3: children, and (laughs) I'm going to love them and show them uh, Christ's love. And my parents have definitely exampled that.
1: On that note, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we praise you. We thank you so much, Lord, for our many abundant gifts, especially Jesus, the gift of our parents. We thank you for entrusting us to their care. We thank you for their efforts to return us to you someday, Lord. We ask that you help us to do the same with our own children, if and when you call us to that vocation. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now.
0: Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.